All we need is a little understanding Walk a mile in their shoes And if we keep our hearts open-minded We'll enjoy this wild ride called Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the True Sweet Hide podcast. This is Annette, your host, and I'm really excited to have Jacob Thornton on today because he is going to share his story on something that we don't really talk about. And I think that listening to him as we spoke a few uh, minutes ago, his positivity on life, his outlook on life is just really, it's really amazing. So Welcome, Jacob. Thank you so much for being on here. Please tell us your a little bit about yourself and your story. Well, <laughs> my name is, uh, you know, Jacob Thornton, um, but, uh, uh, well, to start off with, tell myself about me. I, of course, I have high-functioning autism and there is uh there's actually two sides of this spectrum one's the lower end and one's the higher end of the spectrum um of course i was fortunate enough to grow up have being on the higher end of it to where i can um function like everybody else you know like have a job you know go to the grocery store you know just do you know simple things even you know dare I say you know become a runner and run like all these marathons and half marathons even um but yeah there's two sides of the autism spectrum as I've said one is higher and one is lower the higher end of it basically is just those who have it can function like everybody else with like with little to no assistance at all versus people who are on the lower end need help to function in society and their um, mental capacity um, age-wise hasn't really caught up with their body. And what I mean by that is, um, you know, if someone, you know, who's on the lower end of the autism spectrum is 25, physically, Yes, they are 25, but mentally they're like 15, 10 years old. Therefore, because mentally they haven't caught up, you know, with their body, they're going to act like a, you know, 15, 
10 years old person versus someone who is on the higher end, their mentality, you know, if they're 25, then, you know, from my experience as a 24 year old um, young adult on the higher end, they're going to act like someone who is going, you know, going through their twenties. Um, and then to me, I think that's pretty cool, you know, being on the higher end of the autism spectrum because a, like I've been going through life and talking to people, you know, and they don't, they have no idea I have it. It's like, you know, when they see me, it's like, oh, you know, he's just a regular guy. There's nothing really wrong with him. But if you hang out with me long enough and you actually pay attention, you'll actually know there's like, I don't want to say something wrong with me because that's mm-hmm. not really appropriate. Yeah. But there will actually be one thing different about me mm-hmm. and then that's when you'll know oh yeah he has autism it's not it's not bad he can do anything everybody else does mm-hmm. uh, I also have these two little uh, enemies of mine named depression and anxiety now, you uh, you wouldn't think that someone with, with on the higher end wouldn't deal with that, but um, you know I do, and there used to be a point where my anxiety and my depression was so bad, and it didn't have anything to do with my autism at all. It it'd get to a point where those two would get so bad to where I would just shut down completely and not interact with anybody. Like I would go from being a happy, positive extrovert to a shy, quiet introvert, you know, Mm -hmm. and that would go on for maybe hours on end. I mean, it was just, awful and you know I decided you know what I'm gonna do I'm gonna start overcoming that and use my uh, my ability as an athlete to just run and then meditate you know for like 15 minutes a day and you know I just uh, over the course of the years I stuck with that, and I quickly figured out that my depression and anxiety can only take over my body and mind if I allow it to. So after I learned that, that instantly, you know, turned on that little light bulb in my head, and I was like, oh, so I let those two take over me. And that's why I acted the way I was. 
So, and of course, I started pushing all the depression, anxiety, like to the all the way to the back of my mind to where mentally I don't have to deal with it anymore. And it's like not there. And then to keep it there, I would start, you know, every day, you know, as I get ready for the day, I'd look at myself in the mirror as I'm getting ready and tell myself at least 15 positive things about myself. And, you know, I'd stick with that consistently. That's like every day in the morning from when I wake up to the time I go to bed. And and because of that consistency, that depression and anxiety that I've dealt with, mind you, had nothing to do with my autism. Um, has, you know, they've been slowly just kind of dying out, if you will. That's, that's pretty incredible that you have learned to change your mindset like that, because it, not everybody can do that, especially when we go to that dark place and, and we get that high level of anxiety and, you know, nothing, it's all in your head. And so when you're so focused on that, nothing else, you can't think of anything else, but you have learned to be able to take a step back and actually incorporate these new methods to help you. So that I just, I I don't want to say I'm shocked. I'm just like so impressed because it's I have not learned to do that. I have not learned to do you, you know, to state 15 positive things about me. I just learned to just take a deep breath, walk away from the situation that's giving me anxiety or, you know, turn on music to drown out the depressions. But listening to what you just stated is like, it's absolutely incredible. And, you know, where, where did you learn to do that? And how long do you think it took you to get to that place? Well, it, that's a good question. Um, really, it took me, it took me, honestly, it took me about eight months to figure all that out. Wow. Because there was no way I was gonna figure that out within a within a day or a week, right. like that's there wouldn't be a way I was able to do that. So within the eight months, I slowly started to learn, and I was like, you know, at the end of those eight months, I'm like, okay, well, the posit- the positive can certainly you know, do away with any negative. So, therefore, I've, you know, started doing what I did and just telling myself 15 positive things about myself as I was getting ready for my day. And I've just been doing that ever since. And, 
you know, like I said, it's just, it's all about consistency. And, um, I did used to do what you did, which was, which would, you know, listen to music and drown out all the negativity and the depression and the anxiety. Mm -hmm. And there was a time in my life where that did work. Um, but, you know, I did that during the years where now I was a teenager and I was still a kid. And that did work during that time period. But as I got older and I hit my 20s, it was like, I got to start owning up to these internal problems that I have and assess that situation and figure out how I'm going to deal with that and work with that because I knew if I didn't address that the minute I hit my 20s, then, you know, when I turned 30, 40 years old, I kind of already figured out that I wasn't going to live a very happy life and I'd be angry, depressed, sad, irritated, just any negative emotion you can conjure up known to known to the world that I would experience constantly every day. You know, if I were to hit my 30s and 40s, you know, I'd kind of be that, uh, <laughs> I'd be that, you know, that old man yelling at people to get, to get off his lawn and be angry about every little thing. <laughs> I'd be that. I'd be the angry old man. <laughs> <laughs> That's still so mature of you because, may, may I ask how old you are now? I am 24 and I... Um, I dealt with the music to drown out the negative emotions when I, I started doing that when I was 13 years old because then music was like, was an escape. It was like, it it was, it was like reading a book where, you know, if you read like a really good book and I'm talking about the hardback covers with, you know, that has like x amount of pages in it that has like the really excellent finite details that just pulls you in the minute you open it Mm -hmm. and that that's what it was like for me at 13 you know i would listen to a certain song and that song would pull me into that world and i would just mentally you know envision myself being part of that world like a song lasted like 10 minutes then for those that 10 minutes for the duration of the song I would envision myself in that world so um, I didn't uh, actually notice any of the negative emotions I was experiencing Mm -hmm. until I was 18 because when I was 13, you know, I did notice um, some of the anxiety and depression, but I didn't really acknowledge it, that it was there. I just thought, oh, well, you know, I'm 13 years old. It doesn't, 
I'm just going through some emotional stuff and still trying to create this identity of who I am and trying to forge a, por- a personality. But when I hit 18, I'm like, oh, well, you know what? Maybe I do have all this depression and anxiety. Maybe, you know, if I listen to a a certain song that deals with that, then maybe I'll learn how to cope with it. And then, you know, that, that worked when I was, you know, from when I was 18 to 19. But then when I hit 20, it's like, okay, you know what? Music doesn't work anymore. I'm going to start deal- addressing these problems before I turn into the, to the, <laughs> to the angry old man. <laughs> no, and that's absolutely so mature of you because it didn't take me until I was in my 40s to finally deal with what I was masking for decades. And so for you to be able to recognize what works and what doesn't work and what's actually happening happening at this time in your life is is absolutely incredible and i just i love that you know there's i was speaking to a couple of friends from high school uh within the last month or two even a few days ago and we were discussing how oh my gosh how did it take us until now to finally speak up about what you know what we're going through and, and and finally deal with it because we just we learned the we just didn't learn these ways we you know we grew up in a generation where we just didn't talk about it and so for you to be able to be here and just you know speak openly on what you deal with and how you're coping with it and how you're not just covering it up like you're digging deep to figure out you know what does work for you that's just it's inspiring I hope that everybody's listening can really learn you know get some takeaways from this because it's it's it really is incredible that in your age you have you have learned how to do this and now you're teaching all of us it's like oh my gosh you know take note yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm the professor of this big uni- Ivy League <laughs> university, and you guys are are the students. <laughs> quickly writing down what I have on this big old board. So <laughs> that's kind of what it is right now. <laughs> no, it's incredible. And so you you have graduated college. You've been podcasting. You have spoken at mental health conferences. I mean, that's you know, that's, that's huge. And it's amazing. Yeah. And believe it or not, when I was at, when I spoke at my first mental health conference, it was, uh, it was a whole conference and they had their own little section called, you know, in our own backyard, whereas it had like four people in it. And our thing was, it's okay to say you have a mental illness. Yeah. And see, there was four people. There was me. There was a recovering alcoholic who has beat her alcohol, her addiction to alcohol and is now living a happy, healthy lifestyle, you know, with working out, eating right, doing these uh, health um videos and then there was there's a mother who's 
son, uh, you know, died because of suicide, and um, she is now a a best-selling author, you know, within the state of Texas. And then there is a a war veteran who deals with PTSD and is, you know, doing his thing and teaching other veterans to be open about it. So during that first mental health conference, you know, I, I, ahead of time, you know, my mom gave me a pamphlet of, you know, of who's going to speak first. You know, it's going to be the lady who had beat her addiction to alcohol and was going to share her story. Then it was going to be the mother of the son who had committed suicide. Then it was going to be the war veteran. And then it was going to be me. So we all got on stage. We all had these nice little leather chairs that were, I guess to them they were comfortable, but to me it was uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I was trying my best not to squirm around a whole lot. Of course, I was dressed up real nice <laughs> to look presentable. Yeah, I was dressed up real nice to look presentable in front of the audience. There was like 700 people there. And wow. I was trying my best not to squirm around in that leather chair because although it was nice looking, it was very uncomfortable. Like <laughs> I was focusing on the leather chair not really paying too much attention to the audience i was like i can't sit here anymore you know (laughs) so you know after the main you know the other lady which was the introduction speaker you know introducing everybody i was thinking okay i memorized the pamphlet someone else is going to speak first then i'm going to be the last one to go so the introduction speaker pointed you know gave her suggested do that suggestion hand motion to where i'm going to speak first and i'm like I literally looked at her, pointed to myself out. I said, I said, me? Oh. And she nodded. She's like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, wow. And uh, so, of course, I got up there. I had a, <laughs> I had a little scripted, you know, two-page speech, right? Mm-hmm. And I was nervous. Like, the audience could not see it, but I was actually sweating because the lights were shining on me and I couldn't see the audience that well and my hands were shaking mm. and I did great. I, did, I gave an awesome speech. I just kind of, I didn't, the one trick that helped me get through that was just pretend you're talking to the wall and the audience is not there. <laughs> Even though wow. physically they were there, I just stared at the wall and pretended like I'm talking to the wall and imagine the audience not being there. Yeah. And that so, was your first conference with 700 people? Yeah, it was. That's it really amazing. was. Yeah. Wow. Good for you. And then the second one, uh, it was it was the same conference. And this is like, this is the one that's held every year. And it's done within my community of where I live. And I've been a huge part of it ever since I spoke of, spoke at it. And I'm, you know, you know, looking for different conferences to go to right now. But anyway, the second one was, it was more of a, 
it was more of a video kind of thing. It was like, uh, you know, I did an interview with a guy who, you know, runs his own company, who is a part of the, you know, it's okay to say mental health illness sort of deal. And, you know, he asked me some questions and of course I answered them. And again, I was, you know, in his office and this time the seats were actually very comfortable to where I can sit and I won't have to squirm around a whole lot. Mm-hmm. So he asked me the questions. We went through the interview. He was recording the whole thing. So it could be live on, you know, the television. And so, you know, a couple of weeks and months go by the mental health conference is up. Everybody's there. But then when it came time for the four people, these same four people that I mentioned, me included, um, it was more of a video. And of these same four people, and I was actually on there, you know, mm-hmm. um, just so I'll tell them how I've been. Here's how I coped with all this. Uh, this is what I'm doing now. And I'm I'm going to have to find the link and send that to you. But, um, you know, and then this conference, the same one, it had like a thousand people who attended it this time. And, you know, they all they all recognized me. Some of them didn't. And they were just hearing me for the first time during that pre-recorded interview that was being televised during that uh, conference. And, you know, I mean, they all, they all loved me. Not to sound, you know, self-absorbed or anything, but they all loved me. And I was at home and I was just watching it on my television, the whole conference, just listening to different people and... And I saw myself, you know, in that pre-recorded interview on the television. I and I just, you know, drank my tea, nodded, and said, you know, you did good, Jacob. You did good. <laughs> and then I just watched the rest of the conference go live, and that was it. Were you just so proud of yourself for accomplishing such a huge? I mean that's that's such a huge accomplishment. Yes, I I was I was very proud of myself because I knew if I if I could do that, then in terms of public speaking, there's really nothing else I couldn't do. Right. Because I always thought it as, you know, it's me versus you know myself and really nobody else. I mean, who's gonna stop me from doing anything right i mean no, no one's really gonna stop me from doing anything except myself so that's just kind of how i saw it in terms of you know with me when i did public speaking and you know me accomplishing my goals incredible so what do you what do you foresee yourself doing in within the next few years uh well you know since i'm pursuing you know, a degree in journalism right now. Um, I see myself, you know, working with 
um, just different news company journal companies, you know, writing, maybe writing for a few newspapers here and there, or, you know, actually having a good full-time career with the podcasting industry. So it's either I'm going to end up doing that, or I'm going to end up working for, you know, a news company. It's going to be one of the two. And so what is the name of your podcast now? Uh, it's called Mentally Healthy. It's, <laughs> I know, I know it sounds cheesy and I know it sounds silly, but no. it's, it was the, uh, I actually didn't have a name for it. And, um, uh, before I created it, I was trying to think of a good name. Like, that I, is a good name. It is. It is. I love that. I, I know it's awesome, but it's just when I first created it, it was, it, it, it was the title and the, of the whole podcast that I do is so silly and cheesy. And it's, and I'm like, okay, well, people are going to laugh at it, but I'm just going to create it anyway. And so when I first released my first episode, which, you know, is called grandiose introductory. Um, I was talking about myself and who I am and what my whole platform is going to be about. And then, course my first season wasn't just about it wasn't really it wasn't about mental health it was just a whole deal of different things and then I was like okay well I may as well start talking about mental health and different kind of mental illnesses and you know how people can best you know combat that even there was topics that I would talk about that I had no experience like life experience with that I didn't do my best to talk about. Mm-hmm. And so over the course of the time, you know, I started doing that and I, I became more creative and more expressive with my episodes. You know, I just didn't do an episode point blank. Like, okay, here's what this topic's going to be about, or here, this is what this season is going to be about just for this season, I got like with each episode, I became creative. I'd do it like make each episode and each season different from the ones before, because I wanted to keep my audience, you know, I wanted to keep pulling in my audience and keep them, you know, intrigued, you know, I'd listen to other podcasters and take mental notes of how they did their podcasts. And I would, you know, use those mental notes and kind of, you know, add in the cool, pardon my language, badass introductory music. (laughs) And then, you know, towards the end, I would, you know, say whatever I said towards the end of my podcast and then added the badass ending music just so the audience can listen to some cool music as my podcasts end. So, and I'll do, I mean, it would be different music, different, it would be different things just to keep my audience captivated. I love it. Good for you. So how many episodes do you have so far? Oh, wow. I have, when I last counted, I have 
I have 106 episodes, but right now, since I just released one episode titled um, F Depression, I have 107 episodes right now. Oh my gosh, and you've been doing it for a year? Yes, I've been doing it for a year, and that's just because, you know, when I released my first episode, I'm like, I actually like doing it. I don't care if I sound silly. I don't care if I sound dumb. I don't care if I stutter (laughs) or if I go off topic. I'm just going to do it because I love doing it. That's great. I didn't care if I were making money based off sponsorships. You know, I'm just going to do it. So, and then, huh? No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, and then over the course of the time, I just kind of, yeah, it just kind of started having a life of its own. And I, you know, I was known as Jake, the guy who does stuff on Mentally Healthy. I didn't introduce myself as Mentally Healthy. I introduced my name as Jake because that's, you know, my short abbreviated name for Jacob. So, yeah. And then Jake, of course, me, became this, he didn't become, okay, well, it became another person, but, like, it became, like, an on-air personality versus as as opposed to who I am outside of it. Mm-hmm. So, and then that Jake person became, like, Jake on air, which is, you know, this guy who is extremely extroverted, bubbly, you know, wild and crazy. And just, we'll talk about whatever, even if it's on a mental health topic and, you know, just talk about things, you know, just even if it's things that are, you know, if it's like censored podcast where, you know, it's kid and family friendly, He'll do that. Or if it's a podcast where it's not kid and family friendly, he'll just go out and go out on a limb and say things and they're not sugarcoated. Like they're like 100% authentic with what he says, regardless of who hears it. And then of course I do not have a website. I've been debating on if I should or not. I'm still debating that till this day, but (laughs) Um, you know, I've been, over the views I've gotten over my podcast, you know, and, you know, the analytics of how many viewers I've had obtained through Anchor, um, I'm like, okay, well, I guess my audience really likes my personality and my show, so I'm just going to keep this jake personality and you know change it up each time and you know jake started becoming one with mentally healthy and uh you know i'm actually i i'm loving it more each and every day oh i i love that because you're just being your authentic self yeah and you're just and you have the passion for it obviously we can i can hear it yeah, and then and and I think that's one thing I love about doing the whole podcasting and releasing my episodes is 
I'm being true and authentic, you know, while at the same time trying to be professional. It's the key word trying. <laughs> um, <laughs> and well, while uh, other podcasters, they all they do there is professionally. I don't, uh, after listening to some like, you know, some really popular high end podcasters who are like entrepreneurs and stuff. I don't, you know, there's, when I listen to them, there's no, there's no authenticity with them. There's no, they don't have those true colors that they express, you know, that mm-hmm. they're hiding that part of themselves on the air and they're not willing to show that with the rest of the world. Whereas me, and of course I know, and I've come to rec- recognize and and understand that every podcaster is different not everyone does their episodes the same way Mm -hmm. Uh, but whereas me it's just I'm going to be authentic and 100% organic with my audience and if they love that and they want to continue you know listening to my episodes that's awesome I'm going to keep at it and if they hate me and they don't like my episodes then that's also great because I don't care if they hate my episodes and they don't like the way I am on air. I don't care about that. Yeah. I'm just more concerned with the people who enjoy my personality. Absolutely. You want people who actually want to be there while while also being yourself. Exactly. So good for you. Stick to your gun, stick to what you love and keep, keep going. I, I love it. So where where can people find you? Uh well I actually have a Facebook since I don't have a website. I wish I did in times like this. Uh how embarrassing, right? Um, <laughs> no, you, 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 you don't really have to have a website. You can have you can have a Facebook page for your podcast. I think that's perfectly fine. Uh, yeah. Um, so if they want to find me, I've got a Facebook and a podcasting platform. So my Facebook is www.facebook.com slash Michael Joseph Jackson fan. I need to change that, but I've been a huge Michael Jackson fan for a long while. Oh, and that's that's been in that's been part of my Facebook, you know, link for oh God. Since I created my Facebook, which is way back in two thousand eleven. So mm-hmm. and that was like way before I even discovered my love for podcasting. I was like, it's probably back in my teenage years. Like I knew about it. I just, and I listened to like very little podcasts and podcasters, but I didn't really have a passion for doing it. I just was one of the, I was on the listening end. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't volunteer or donate or pledge or take a picture, whatever whatever the podcasters would tell their audience to do. I just kind of listened. Yeah. But yeah, they can find me on www.facebook.com slash Michael Joseph Jackson fan. And, you know, if they want to send me a message, 
I'd be more than happy to, you know, respond or chat with them. I even have a Facebook page, and that is also on Facebook, and they can go to www.facebook.com slash Jacob's series, and you know, my Facebook page is Jacob's Podcasting Series because really my whole episode episodes is just a series of events. Hence the Facebook page name Jacob's Podcasting Series, which they can find on Facebook. That's great. And then as for my platform, they can, you know, go to anchor.fm slash jake 652 again that is go to anchor.fm slash jake 652 or if you want to you can go to anchor or even so much whatever podcasting platform or media device you use and just type in mentally healthy and look for a guy named jake and you will see this picture of of a sphere with you know the left hemisphere and the right hemisphere, the left being the colorful one and the right being the grayish bluish dull color and with the big black words, mentally healthy going across it. That's so awesome. that's where you can find me. That's awesome. I will add this stuff to the podcast guide and to the show notes so that people can just click and go find you. But I want to thank you again, Jacob, so much for coming on here and sharing this. I'm so proud of you. You have accomplished so much, and you've just taught me so many new things. So thank you so much. Well, I was glad I was able to teach you new things. And uh, (laughs) I'm just coming on here, just, just having fun and just sticking true to what I do and just, you know. Yeah. In the words of uh, Lewis Howes, Shout out to him. He's uh, he's my favorite podcaster at the current moment. Mm-hmm. Runs a show called The School of Greatness. But, uh, you know, in the words of him, you know, I'm just sticking to myself and just being great. That's it. That's wonderful. Well, I love that. And we definitely have to learn that from, from you today. So thank you so much. I look forward to seeing what you do in the future. And congratulations to all your successes. Oh, well, thank you. And uh, congratulations to your success. I, you know, I hope you continue doing what you do. I will. I will. Thank you so much. You're welcome. All right. We will talk to you soon. All right. I'll see you. I'll see you guys later. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Truths We Hide podcast, created and founded by your host, Annette, the founder of a wild ride call life. Also a big thank you to all of our sponsors for each and every episode that is aired. We have so much support from them and all of our listeners. You can find more information at www.awildridecalllife.com.